everybody. Welcome back to another episode of She Works. We are in the building with our wonderful host. As always, you know, it's me. You can follow me at Nita Works on Twitter. Here with me today, we have Meg and Danita. Go ahead and tell them how they find you guys. Hey, everybody. It's Meg. You can find me on Facebook at Meg Cohen or Instagram, Meg underscore 1913. Hey, guys. Danita here. You can find me on Twitter, Danita Platt, or on Instagram, Danita LaShawn Platt. All right. And we are so excited to be here today. You know, we're still in our virtual studio um, out here dealing with these COVID streets still. But today is a very special still day. Out <laughs> still out in these COVID streets. Uh, we have two very special guests. And the reason why it's so special is because they're our first guest co-host on the show, guys. So, yay! we are so excited. Um, we <laughs> we made it through our first season, you know, just kind of getting our bearings together. And so we welcomed everyone back um, just a few episodes ago with our season two opener. We've been talking about transitions and life transition. And of course, um, you know, today as we are, you know, coming up upon, you know, the trifecta of holidays, you know, we really wanted to be sensitive and just kind of bring on some people that could really shed some light on how to help people who are moving through grief during the holiday. So definitely like to welcome our first guest co-host Miss Angie Gold who also happens to be my mom so welcome mom officially to the Hello. show well thank you thank you thank you uh, I want to say I love what you ladies are doing here you all are waking up a lot of people and the sisterhood and the way that you guys bring the issues to the forefront is so enlightening, so enlightening. So I just want to say thank you guys for being you and bringing this to awareness to other folks out here in the digital world. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we are, you know, I, we love to tell people that here everyone has a seat at our table because we like to discuss real issues. We are real women and we have real issues and we go through real issues. So um, but thank you for that. We appreciate that. Our next guest co-host we have in our virtual studio is Miss Aisha P. Alston. Welcome, Aisha. Hey, ladies. Thank you all so hey. much for having me. <laughs> Good. We are so excited that they both decided to, um, you know, join us today. So our topic today, we really just kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, what are some some things that we can do to be more sensitive to those moving through grief. The holidays can be a tough time. You guys, um, we've talked about this on the show quite a bit that, you know, there's a lot of seasonal depression and things that go on during the colder winter, winter months. Anyway, it's less sunshine. People are getting less vitamin D. We're indoors more. It's dark longer. So a lot of those things do affect our mood, but particularly when we are coming up and approaching the holiday season, when you have um, lost a loved one, and a loved one so great. Sometimes the holidays can be very tough. They can be very hard. Um, they can be very lonely. Um, they can make you very angry and kind of all of the above. And so we wanted to just, you know, hear from, you know, um, these two ladies um, who both have lost significant losses in their life. They both have lost a spouse. And um, if you guys, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll throw out all of their um, social media handles for you to fo follow them and follow their story um, before we get to the end of the show. But just seeing how they have been able to thrive and press forward through all of this. So we really just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, how do you guys um, see grief or what do you think that has helped you move 
along through the grief process. And Aisha, I guess we can start, um, you know, with you and then we'll bounce it over to uh, Miss Angie Gold. So what are some things that have helped you move through the grief process? That's a really, really good question. And it's something that it's, it's a daily process. It literally is a daily process. And for me, um, I do a lot of self-care. That is one of my go-tos. You know, um, I try my best to take at least 30 minutes for myself every day. Um, And I cannot tell you how beneficial (laughs) that has been for me. Um, And also I'm just real with myself. If I'm having a moment, I say that I'm having a moment, right? I journal that out. I pray that out. I talk that out to someone that I believe is able to uh, flow with me and go with me where I am in that moment, right? Someone that that I can speak to that's able to pray with me or give me counsel, right? In that moment, Um, because the bottom line is, um, we have emotions for a reason, right? right? And they're real, right? And I, I know that oftentimes we try to, I'll speak for myself, I've been in, in, a, in a posture of trying to sweep it under the rug and like, oh no, I'm strong, I can handle this, I'm good. But then it always comes back, right? It always comes back and it rears its ugly head in different ways. Right. And so now I'm having, now I'm angry at my kids because I never got over the fact that maybe if I had just sat down and journaled that I was feeling lonely that morning. Right. right. Um, so it, it's manifesting itself in a different way. Right. So just being real, um, being honest and open with where I am with, with those emotions and not being afraid to, um, to share, you know, what I'm really dealing with. That's, so that's, that's awesome. Helping. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a great tool to say you have to be real with like every emotion, like every feeling. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we have all put on this superwoman mentality and, and I say myself included where, you know, we don't like to show oh, yeah. emotions. We don't like to be vulnerable because it's like we, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. single mom. Even if you're married with children, it's like it, you still do a lot within the family. And <laughs> sometimes you just really don't have the time or energy to try to process your own emotions. So you're right. You will right. sweep it under the rug. So right. I appreciate you bringing that to the forefront, like being honest. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, Miss Angie Gold? What has helped you move through your grieving process? Mm. Uh, Well, sometimes I do shopping, retail therapy. That's Mm -hmm. the best kind of therapy in my book. (laughs) (laughs) I love retail therapy. (laughs) But because of who I am and, um, you know, sitting and being still in one place is not good for me because it makes me think about the loss, the potential other losses that comes with the initial loss. You know, you're losing a lot of things that you anticipated was going to happen and now those things are not happening. So you grieve that. So what I have tried to do, and I think I did this last year, is that I try to travel. I do travel, not try, but I do. Um, Especially when the holiday seasons come along because it was during the holiday season that, you know, um, Mike kind of was losing the battle for his life. And so what I have done, I've tried, you know, a couple of times coming up there with the uh, 
grandkids and my daughter and my son and all. And, you know, it was a nice, very nice, but it brought a lot of emotions. And I didn't want to kind of like put a damper on their holiday spirit. And I find too that, as like Aisha said, sometimes it just comes. And when it comes, you just have no control. I mean, I just sometimes just sit in here and just cry. Uh, but for me, it's making new traditions. And now my tradition is that every time the holiday come around, I am going to be gone. I'm not going to be here in this house. I'm not going to be, you know, with my, my um, immediate family because they have their life of their own. So I have, my needs now are this of such. I guess I need to find me some folks who are, um, I'm not going to say quite my equal, but just, just somebody to talk to other than, you know, the family members. Because, you know, after everything is said and done, the family and your friends and everybody else just kind of go back to their own lives. Whereas right. we are constantly having this battle to figure out, uh, you know, I know for me, I reflect a lot, you know, what could I have done different? What could I have done this? But mm, right. as I'm moving into the third year of this, loss of my, I'm kind of like refocusing things on what I want myself. Um, and I'm just kind of doing whatever I want at a whim. You know, I'll hop on a plane and I will leave. Yeah. She living her best life. So when you all follow Angie gold on (laughs) any social media, she is (laughs) never in the States. Let me just tell you, she is, she hops on that plane and she lives her best life in these COVID streets. No care, no worries. And she's having a (laughs) great time doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Like last year I went to Spain. I went to Spain last year. I was gone from 19th and I think I came back January something or other. Um, this year I'm going to my go-to place because, and that is Jamaica. And then my go-to place has always been a place where, like I said, I lose, I don't think of time. I don't think of days. I don't think of nothing. And for me, that's what helps me get through this grief process. That's awesome. Um, I think when you think about those, and I think I've heard you both share sometimes that overwhelming feeling of sadness that'll come. Um, like at that moment, what do you do? Now, I think with, with uh, Miss Angie Gold, um, you know, it's a little different because you live by yourself and that's, you know, it still has its own challenges, right? So you, if you want to sit and bawl and cry, you know, and process how you process, um, it's almost, I, I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would assume it's because there's nobody, there's no little ones around to kind of, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? It's like, it could be twofold. Cause you know, I think with Aisha's situation, she still has two very young children. And it's like, I can't even have my moment because y'all need to eat. Like y'all don't stop right. eating because I got a moment. <laughs> right. Right? So, you know, Aisha, right. am, am, am I wrong? Help me out. <laughs> you are completely 100% on target. It's, the, it's just that it's like, you know, a song could come on the radio or I could just think of something that that triggers me and I'm washing dishes, let's just say, you know, mm-hmm. but the kids have to eat. So I can't have that moment right then and there because I have to make sure that they're fed. Right. So then I have to feed them, hold the moment, go up to my room and then have my moment. And then let them don't be that. And then let them not be wanting what you have for dinner because it's another <laughs> moment. <laughs> say that, OK. Yeah. So sometimes it is challenging. What I remember one time having a moment 
they were actually having a moment. Okay. So that's the other thing too, mm. because they remember their father. Yeah. So right. they, they have moments as well. So I could be in the best of days, right? Having a high day and then they're having a low day and that just completely triggers me to then have a low day. But then I have to make sure that I'm still gathering up the troops, right. you know, and oh. being the best mommy I can be in that moment for them. Right. You know, so it, it's, it's a situation where you have to kind of pick and choose, okay. you know, um, what works in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, do you then show pictures of dad? You know, do you talk about his life? Do you say how much, um, you know, uh, similar they are to their father? You know, you have to kind of pick and choose or do you just pray? Right. Do you just sit in silence and then just allow God to speak to you to speak to them? You know, so it just depends on what that moment is like, you right. know? Yeah, that's that mm-hmm. that sounds rough. I mean, in, in either situation, yeah. you know, whether you have the children with you or your children are grown, but I right. think either way, you know, it's it's it it shows itself to be difficult. So um when you so hearing I guess hearing both of you, you know, in our pre production meeting, you know, we were coming up with just some things that we wanted to know because we don't want to be ignorant as well, right? We wanna be able to be sensitive when people are going through stuff, but because we're not the ones who directly went through this particular thing. You know, sometimes you just don't know what to say. And I know sometimes people are afraid of silence. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people are afraid of tears. Sometimes people, they don't know what to say. You know, like uh, my mother brought up, like when it's all said and done, I mean, you know, I lost my stepfather too, but I was also grown married woman with my own life going on before this happened. So yeah, there was my moments of grief and, you know, trying to check in with my children about their grandfather, but it wasn't my spouse. And so, you know, constantly having to remember that my grief and siblings grief or parent, my mother's grief, it's just not going to be the same and it doesn't have to be. Um, Right. So I just, I think when we, when we are talking about, um, you know, whatever the situation is, it's never easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, and Shanita, I'm really glad that you um, said that. Um, I'm just going back to something you said earlier about what to say and what not to say. Right. Um, And so that is a really, really big deal for me. I feel like sometimes um, you may think that you're saying the right thing, but it might absolutely set the person off and you didn't mean to do that or, um, you may be saying too much because, you know, you're trying not to make them sad anymore. You're trying to laugh when they really need to cry. So I would really like to know um, from you all's perspective, what are some things personally that you would either prefer people not say or like um, a certain tone or, you know, just how does that work for you all? What should we not say? What should people say? What should people not say, especially during the holidays when they see you? What do you think about that, Miss Angie? What 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 is something that may be a pet peeve or mm-hmm. like when you hear it, it it just sets you off? <laughs> hmm. Telling uh well, I've never heard anybody say, Well, yes, I have. You know, get it you'll it gets better with time, it'll get easier with time, but that's not true. It doesn't get easier with time. What happens is you just learn how to move through it. But the loss that you experience, it never, it never gets easier with time and it never goes away. away. So when people come up to me and say, oh, he's in a better place. Don't, don't, don't tell me he's in a better place. Yeah. I don't want to hear he's in a better place. That's not. That's not helpful. That's not helpful. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, he was suffering and, or he was this and he was that, that's not. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hear that. 
Okay. Um, no, that's good to know because sometimes I think as Christian, we get the Christianese, right? We get yeah. the Christianese language and that's just what we, we've been trained to say going through church. Oh, he's a, he, to be absent yes, in body. Be and, absent. Yes. <laughs> you, yes, come on, come on, scripture warrior. Yes. <laughs> Present with the Lord. Yeah, that's Yes, funny. yes, However. that's another one. Because yeah. at that time, you don't want to hear none of this religious type jargon you know right just lost your spouse and if you are a believer then you know that but yeah there's some things people can say and i had a list over here i was trying to see if i could find it to share you had a whole God. list okay whole you was right yeah. you was ready for us today <laughs> yeah i just gotta find it it's in my phone here somewhere but um all right well why are you why are you checking on that aisha why don't you give us something that you Something that just, would you say, man, burn, burns your britches, but boils your grits or some oh, yeah, kind of slang. My grits. Yeah. What, what is the thing that overcooks your grits? Yeah. You know what's funny? People, people mean well, right? People really do, do mean well. And I do believe that they're coming from a very um, heartfelt place. But one thing that just kind of just crawls my skin is I understand. Oh. Yeah, I understand. You don't. Yeah, you don't. And, and, and you know what? And I, I get, like I said, that people mean well. But for me personally, having lost a mom, you know, a parent, a sibling, and a spouse, the right? back to back, right? It was one year yeah. after the next. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. And so I think sometimes people, as you mentioned earlier, Shanita, just because you know people are grieving, they feel like everybody's grief is the same. Right. And it's not. I can say that personally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My grief was different for my brother. It was different for my mom, and definitely different for my spouse. Right. Spouse grief literally almost took me out of here. Wow. I mean, real yeah. talk. Yeah. And so when I hear somebody says, "Oh, sis, I'm sorry," or "I understand," you know, for me, it's like you don't understand, but it's okay. Like I know you mean well, but thank you. You know, and and oftentimes instead of us trying to give a uh, what we think the person wants to hear, we should just really just say, you know, what I'm praying for you. Yep, I'm here to listen, sis. I'm praying for you. Can I wash? I can I wash your clothes or your dishes? I may not have the right word yeah. to say, but can oh, I go pick right. up some KFC and just drop it off at your house? Right. right? Whenever you, know, you feel like I, eating. I, <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I babysit the kids for you? Yeah, hey, absolutely. absolutely. I'm not even I'm not even with y'all, but I'm like, can y'all come babysit these kids? Right. I, I have another quick question along those lines. Is it appropriate to ask the person um what's the best approach I should take? I you know, like I tell me how I can be there for you. Is is it appropriate to ask that? I think in the beginning, because I, I got a lot of that you know, like how, Aisha, how can I help you? How can I help serve you? You know, and for me, I didn't know you, because you're in a whirlwind. You have no idea. You're, you're, right. you're numb. Mm-hmm. You, it's, it's, it's almost as if this is, this is surreal. This is not really happening. Um, you're in, your mind is not even, for me, my mind was not even fully there. Right. So it took months yeah. in order for me to kind of snap back into reality that this is my truth right now. So mm-hmm. when people would ask me, I wouldn't know what to say. I say, can you just pray for me? That's all I got. Like, I just, I just need prayer right now. That's it. So I think Meg, to your point, I think it's, it's an appropriate question because people really do mean well, and they really do want to know wholeheartedly, but for the person that's just going through it, they may not know the answer to that question. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Thank you. So I think, you know, as we are, you know, because we're trying to be better. So we want to learn from you guys. Um, You know, what is something that maybe some kind of anything alternatively that you guys maybe have tried or done that have 
really helped during those intense moments of overwhelming grief because you know um my my mother plays this song and you know it was I couldn't even listen to it but halfway through the first time but it was a song um who was that song by I can't remember by Chris Young called Drowning yes if you guys have not heard this song and by the way Chris Young if you want to support this podcast brother you can definitely support us on Patreon (laughs) this is not a paid promotion but I really think this song um you know definitely is is worth sharing so that people can Um, take a listen but you know he talks about you know how the grief comes in waves and today he's he feels like he's drowning and I mean I was just like boo hooing and this was you know like okay all right so I wasn't ready for that song (laughs) but you know (laughs) it was a but visually you know you imagine the ocean you imagine the water right you try to you try to take a gulp of water out the ocean. You cannot consume it all and I think that's a very good imagery to help better understand when someone is feeling overwhelmed with grief it's like I cannot catch my breath I cannot mm. take another sip I cannot take another gulp I just I need a minute today or I need a moment this week um and hearing you know hearing you guys say sometimes when or I think you know Miss Angie Gold was saying with um the holidays coming to visit with us because we have other kids and you know she didn't want to down the mood it's like sometimes being with immediate family makes you more sad because it reminds you that I don't really have this type of nucleus right here with myself anymore. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, well, then you you balance out, you know, when you want to feel, when you want to kind of pull back and be isolated, I think that's okay too. And I think that that is sometimes with, with other family members, they have to understand you can't compare our griefs together. As Aisha was mentioning, when you mm-hmm. grieve the loss of a mother versus a brother versus a soulmate or spouse, it's going to be different in all three stages. And you don't really mm-hmm. heal from one completely before the next and then the next and the next. And so you're constantly just dealing with loss and loss and loss and, and, and things being taken away. So, you know, we really just kind of wanted to hear, you know, from, Two people who, and we're so, we're so grateful that you guys were so willing to be vulnerable to just kind of share some of those things. Um, what is maybe some advice that you think would be helpful? <laughs> um, you know, we talked about the pet peeves. We talked about what not to say. But if you could put it into words, maybe one or two things each that you f- would feel this would have helped me if I had this, you know, at, at any stage. You know, what is what would have been more helpful? Um, we'll start with uh, Miss Angie Gold. What what could have been more helpful? Um, in the beginning stages, I think that, you know, um, the help that you gave me was much needed and appreciative. And that was when you stayed with me for about a month. Um, I think that was, I really needed that. Um, Afterwards, then this was a grief walk that, you know, I had to take alone. And through this grief walk, which I found out that, you know, I am not the same person now that I was when I married Mike. I am totally different. Everything I do is different. Um, And as I walked through this new journey, and as I stayed before, you know, everybody has their own little life now. I am also mourning a life that I thought I was going to have, but I'm not having it with my husband. 
So now I have to go out and figure out what's going to make me happy. Mm. And I figured out pretty much what's going to make me happy. And I just move and act on, act, act on it. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, wow, that's good. What about you, Aisha? I think Miss um, Angie, Mama Angie, hit it right on the head. I, I mean, that's my my complete sentiment exactly. This is our new normal, right? And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the life you thought that you were going to have is not present it, anymore, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you then have to find, okay, who is this woman, right? Because before you were wife, you were mother. Prior to that, of course, you were woman, but then you got married and things, you know, things change as things evolved and we transition, you know, trans uh, transform. Right. But now for me, it's like, okay, who is this woman? Who is this 41 year old woman now? Right. Um, But still, still, you know, a mom, Mm -hmm. but still trying to figure out me again and the new individual Aisha, the individual Mm -hmm. woman. So um, so I agree, you know, just just doing things that make me joyful, you know, doing things that. Um, that are beneficial to me. And, and I will say this, I know, I know sometimes people think that taking care of yourself is selfish, right? But at the, at the end of the day, you can't pour from an, an empty cup. You sure can't, girl. You cannot get blood from a rock. If ain't nothing right. in there, you ain't got nothing to pour. You know, and, you know, even as we all use the, you know, the old adage of when you're on the, the airplane to put your, you know, oxygen mask on first, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, um, making sure that I'm good so that my babies are good, right. you know, because I am a disservice to them if I'm off every day. Right. And so those moments where I don't feel like getting out the bed, I got to feed my babies. Right. So I got to push through and pull through. Right. And so I think for me, um, what's been helpful as, as it relates to um, circle of communication, circle of friendship, you know, those things have been helpful for me. I'm very communicative. So I like to talk. Okay. And I, and I love when my sister's kind of like, just, you know, text me out the blue, Hey sis, just checking on you. How you doing? You know, and I'm, I'm very real with how I'm feeling. And so I'll let them know, Meg knows this and and I'll let them know exactly, you know, how I'm feeling. Um, And one thing I do want to mention is I heard a young woman say that we don't move on from grief. We move forward with it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes people say things like, oh, girl, you'll be all right. You know, just move. Just keep moving on. You'll be all right. It sounds you'll be great, ready to punch right? him in the throat, don't you? Let's just go ahead and be real. And so we move forward with that. Right. We move forward with the broken heart. We move forward with having those moments. But we're still pressing and moving forward because we understand that we do have purpose yet and still. Absolutely. Right. We do still have purpose. Yes. And um, yes. so that's yes. something that I hold on to when I'm having my moments. Right. I hold on to the fact that I should you still have purpose as a woman. You know, God created you to be who he created you to be, you know? And so you keep that legacy going, you know, for your, for the family members that passed away because you are now still here. So what then do you do with your life moving forward? Awesome. Um, I I just want to say, yes. I mean, like that, (laughs) that's all like, really, it's really, um, it's just tremendous. And just to echo Shanita, what you said earlier, just thank you guys for being here and for sharing um yeah you just just carry it forward and i imagine that during the holiday times um it gets heavy you know um because of that that piece i have a 
I have a question and I'm, I'm going to be a hundred percent transparent in my question because, um, it might be a little, you know, here comes Danita with the other side of the question, which I'm, I'm known to do here on. For those that here. don't know, you, if you're new to listening to She Works, Danita is our contrarian. She gives mm-hmm. the whole opposite perspective <laughs> of what we bring to the table. But that makes for a good podcast show. <laughs> I just, I have this question and, um, you know, I'm going to just put it out there and I'm going to trust y'all. Um. Uh, Mama Gold, you don't know me super, super well. I mean, you know, but I- I'm going to trust you to trust me through Shanita. And Aisha, you know, I- I'm going to put this on our sisterhood. <laughs> um, So my question is, I'm sitting here thinking about just being a woman, just who I am as Danita, and trying my best to to put myself in you guys' shoes. And I keep having this sensation that um, I don't know what to do with which is how I can hear myself saying, stop calling me a widow. Stop seeing me as only a widow. Mm. And I don't know if that's an accurate feeling. Like I, I feel all of this like contradictory emotion inside of like, but that is the case. And like, it defines my inhale and my exhale. Yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. It does, right? Uh, but yeah. at the same time, stop defining me by it. And that's mm-hmm. a crazy, that's a very, it's a crazy contradiction on the inside, right? Because because it's crazy, right? <laughs> Is that, am I, am I off? Am I all over the place here? I think, I think Angie Gold might want to go ahead and tackle that one. Yeah. No, you are not. In I'd that. love to hear from both of y'all. If, if no, you're right. not. In, okay. For me, you're not off the beaten path. Um, I have about seven or eight close friends of mine who lost their spouse after I lost my spouse. I was told by a very good uh, family member. Some of y'all know him as Crypto Steve. I told him, I said, you know, I don't know why I had to go through this. And he said, you had to go through it first because you were the strongest one and you were to help everybody else. At this time, didn't know that. You couldn't, my, hear, you couldn't hear any of that advice. <laughs> no, I didn't know. No, I couldn't. I'm like, it's you, I, you know, because I was a basket case. But as I'm going into my third year, as of January the 2nd, um, I, yes, was called a widow. Um, protocol is that you're called a widow for the first two years after being, um, they got rules to this. I didn't know that. What, where the yeah, rule book at? I heard of it. Never. I have to look it up for you. And tell okay. You after the first two years as being a widow, you are, you're, you're a widow for two years. But when you go into the, after that, you are now considered a single woman. Hmm. Oh yeah. As a single wow. woman. And it is, it's crazy that you should touch on that, Danita, because I think Meg posted something. Meg, by the way, kudos to you. You always have some posts that <laughs> really make me think. And one of your posts is that you put, put on there, it was so true and to the point. And I think it was the post that I needed to get me to the next phase of this grief process. Wow. Look at, minister, look at minister Meg on social media. You go ahead, girl. Wow. <laughs> So, man, hold on a It was a post that you posted, and I, when I got it, I, I definitely had to 
copy it and repost it. And I had to share it with some of my friends. And the post, I'm trying to see if I can find it now. Um, the post was about uh, you, a person being so independent and being strong. And they, the reason why yes. they're strong is that because they are hurt and they don't want to let anybody inside. And when you, when I read that post, I read it like four or five times. Um, it's called, let me see here. It's called, um, for me, it's like, I don't need anyone. I can do it all by myself. And the post says, you know, that's a survival tactic, but I'm not going to read all of it. Y'all can read it for yourself. But when it came time to this, um, I'm, I've always been extreme independent, independent. And it's a preemptive strike against heartbreak because I don't ever want to get my heart broke again. So I don't trust mm. anyone. And in the, Meg, in the post that Meg posted, something clicked, I guess my inner man, spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it, says, you know, you don't trust anyone. And I don't trust myself either to choose the right people. So when you trust someone, you are putting yourself in a vulnerable situation. And then I always have, used to say, you know, never again. Would that happen to me? Never again. But this, never this, never this, and da 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 da. Um, I realized that what made post whoever this person was that said that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a survivor of trauma, uh, which I knew that, but I didn't know that this is why I'm so independent, and you know, I do everything myself, and I don't ask anybody for help, you know, blah 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 blah. blah. But this one little verse caught me where it says. I am impenetrable. Nothing gets in, no hurt gets in, but then no love gets in either. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. And so having kind of read that and I shared it with our widows group, um, you know, which uh, it was very enlightening. Um, and it's now that post that you posted, Meg, has pushed me into the next level. And the next level is okay. Um, just might have the possibility to open up and think about maybe having a companion, not another husband, but a companion to do things with. Because I, I do things with the, 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 you know, my girls and everything. We do that. We have fun and this, that, yeah. But at the end of the day, nobody wants to be alone. You know, right. nobody wants to be lonely. Right. I don't mind being alone, but, but yeah. be lonely. So if you're putting that post, again, I always get these little pushes just when I need them the most. Um, you know, this is helping me see exactly how I might open up the heart just a bit. Just let somebody peek inside. Just a smooch. Just a little bit. I know there will never be. I know there will never be another mic. Absolutely. Right? But Mike, because he was my soulmate. Um, but just someone, and I do have other male friends, don't get me wrong, that we kind of, you know, kick it and this, that, and the other. But I'm talking about maybe okay, someone. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking it in a 2020 streets. What's that about now? <laughs> See, just, here we go, you know, cutting up. We thought trying to have a serious conversation today. <laughs> just opening up my heart just a little bit to let a possibility of someone 
to come in. Just being willing and being open <laughs> is what that. I hear. Yeah. 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 And that's to be closed off. Even though I've been told by a lot of people, why you just so closed off? You ain't never going to get a man. I'm like, well, I ain't looking for no man for, for this because I can do everything myself. So, right. <laughs> you know, when talking to some of my ladies and we laugh and talk, and I think also another good thing for me that helps me get through is my girls, Angie Mack, Diane Brashi, I'm putting y'all out here. We can she calling your name out on the podcast, so we will be sure to tag them. (laughs) And we can laugh because I always believe that laughter is the best way to make you forget about your problems, if only for a second, you know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we laugh so hard. I mean, we've been up like four, five hours straight, almost to like in the wee in the wee mornings. I was just laughing, 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 laughing. So, you know, with that, Meg, you have... Minister. Um, Minister Meg. Yes. Open, me, open <laughs> the door here for me to just possibly let someone come in to talk to me. Whereas before, I was like, mm, nah. Now, you, now y'all see how... Wow. You see how prophets don't receive honor in their own home, right? Because if, <laughs> if I had said that, hey, Molly, would you right. consider? She'd have been like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Anything. No, it was a post that... It was the post that you posted, man. I don't know where you got it from. And you know what? I wasn't going to post it because it had a little word in it, a little bleep word in it. And I was like, I can't bleep. Whatever. I'm posting it. Somebody needs to hear this because I needed to hear it. Wow. That is a blessing. But Shanita, you're right, though, because I can remember and I can say this now. You know, that's something that you would definitely not have considered asking your mom. Oh, absolutely not. Mm -mm. And you also, you know, when you... (laughs) When your friends get ready to spend the night, you'd be like, listen, don't go in my mama's china cabinet. Don't go in the bathroom upstairs to the left. So whenever I was going to be around people, she needed to be like, Meg, please, just please just be gentle. Don't ask a whole lot of questions. Because I ask a million questions. I'm that person. A million and one. A whole lot of, and one questions. Don't ask about nothing. Don't talk about dating. Please just, just be there. Just hug her and let you have a good time. So you were right, Shanita. I do agree <laughs> that if you had asked this, I don't know how that would I might have lost a tooth or something in here. Worry, praise God. But, but you know what? By me opening <laughs> myself up to people that I've met, these um, business uh, relationships that I have formed overseas and also meeting people, men and women both, you know, um, young and old. Um, people, when I came back here, people said, oh, you just look like a totally different person. You don't look the same. I said, well, what is it that looks different? I don't know, but you just don't look the same. And I've had like about four people tell me that, you know, and I think it's because of when I'm over there, I, um, I get a different view about life, you know? It's a different culture. It's a very different yeah. culture. Very different culture. Yeah. Very different. Absolutely. But I'm going to hush up now. So that Danita, <laughs> I mean, not uh, Aisha. Aisha. Answer. Well, look, I'm, Meg, I'm glad that you was obedient to uh, sharing the uh, <laughs> sharing the um, the post. You know, we definitely appreciate uh, your social media ministry yes, that has that's brought yes. deliverance yet again. <laughs> so, um, so, all right, let's circle back because we kind of got a little off there. So, Aisha, going back to okay. Danita's question. Yeah. So one thing that I'm noticing, um, well, first and foremost, this is this is a little challenging for me, because I'm the only one in my peer group that's a widow, right? So it's not like I have like, you know, anybody else that I can really relate to right. um, in this, in, you know, in, in this space of, of, of being, um, of, you know, 40, well, my Curtis passed when I was 38. 
Okay. So I wasn't even 40 yet. So now that I'm 41, you know, so it's still, um, still fresh, but to answer the question, I think that, you know, anytime you think of widow, there's some type of negative connotation to it, right? It's like a negative, it's like a gloom effect, you know? And one thing that God shared with me and has been sharing with me for my platform is to kind of be the light of what that looks like as a widow, right? Um, Because it doesn't have to necessarily overtake you and take you out, right? Now, trust me, I was in that space, okay? Where I I, honestly, I didn't think I was gonna make it. When when your heart has been broken, you know, um, and shattered, right? And and you're like, Lord, you're the only one that can get me through this. Like, it's, it's not even physically possible that I feel like I'm going to be able to get through this. It was one of those situations, you know, because when you're building a kingdom, you know, you, you, you have your children, you have, you know, all the blessings. And then it's just like, it's gone completely is the opposite of, of what you thought your life would be. That's heavy. Right. And so the Lord just began to show with me, like how Aisha, how can you be, um, you know, almost like a, a, I don't want to say a poster child, but just, you know, because you're the only one in this age group, in this bracket with this particular situation, how can you then show my glory through this? Wow. And that's, that's something that honestly just keeps me going because in and of myself, I'm like, Lord, I can't do it. I mean, real talk. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I coined myself the graced widow and mm. that grace piece helped me is, or is helping me through, mm-hmm. you know, th- this whole challenge, this challenging time. Um, now I didn't know, Miss Angie. I didn't know that after two years. You like notes, my my time is up. It's been three and a half years for me. Come on, single. But um, yeah. now for me, I am ready to date. So let okay. me just say that. All right, Hello, somebody. Yes. All right. And, so, and we're gonna and we're gonna get these social media so. handles out for our guests at the end of this show, so y'all gonna look them up. You know, it's because gonna be, it's going to be 10,000 people, though, to check you out. I just want to be very clear. I want to be very, very clear about all the checks and balances you're going to have to go through. I just want to be clear. Um, go ahead, Aisha. Now, that being said, I'm very particular, though. So yes. if, if you know you ain't got your stuff together, then don't even... Look, don't even step. Don't, don't, don't even step, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, with, with all due respect, brothers. But, um, <laughs> so, you know, it's... it's um, it's, yeah, it's one of those situations where it can be a, just a negative, you know, air to it. Right. And so I'm trying my best to just move forward, as we talked about earlier, you know what I'm right. saying? And what that looks like to move forward with this new normal. Right. Um, every day is not pretty. You know what I'm saying? It's still some days where it's very heavy. Um, but I'm very, like I said earlier, just very honest with myself. And with having younger kids, I've noticed that that's been a something that has been... Um, almost like a deterrent, if I can say that, to, to certain men, right? Okay. Because they don't want kids. And okay. They, it's almost like I don't want to raise another man's kids. Gotcha. You know, and this is real talk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am very particular, okay? For those that knew Curtis, y'all already know, okay? And so, some big shoes to fill. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm particular anyway. So, for yourself and then let alone... Myself. Introducing right. somebody to your children. I get it. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. So, um, so with that, you know, just the whole widow in and of itself, I remember when it, everything first happened, I, w- I refused to put widow on the paper. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, 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 I didn't know what to put. I le- left it blank. If they were to ask me, I would say it. Right. But it was hard for me for some reason to just identify with it. Right. Identify with widow to write it down on paper. Cause that means and it's so, real, right? That means, exactly. it, that means I have exactly. to acknowledge this is a real thing. Yeah, this is my life. This is my new normal. So I said, okay, how can I flip it? So I prayed and that's where I got the grace widow, Hmm. you know, um, 
So it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that you said, you know, you kind of felt like the poster child for your generation or yours. I'm talking about our generation, not your yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same generation. Yeah. Um, um, and I think, you know, finding purpose in that. And I think it's interesting as well um, with what my mother shared um, with, you know, her friend, um, Crypto Steve. You can definitely support this podcast, brother. Um, just, <laughs> just a shout out. Um, but what what I was able to see my mother do is you know, even it, right smack in the middle of her grief was to create a um, nonprofit um, called Widow to Widow of the, of the Southern States. Um, and of course, because of this whole crazy, you know, pandemic that's going on, um, a lot of their uh, counseling sessions have been virtual. And, you know, she was sharing with me, you know, in, in previous conversations, how so many of her friends, like almost, I don't even know how how soon the first friend was who lost their husband with maybe a year, six months. I don't even remember, but they were like back to back, back to back. And these are like close, like not like far off mm -hmm. friends. I ain't talked to in 25 years, <laughs> but like real close friends, friends that they've traveled together with um, to see her turn that pain and heartbreak into something purposeful to help bring others out of that, you know, that dark place, that dark ditch, like you said, it could, could possibly take you out if you don't have the right people um you know because even i'll be honest even as a mature strong believer you still question like i don't know lord can you bring me through this i don't even know if it, i mean you know it in your head but i think sometimes reconciling it in your heart you just like i don't know this is this is too much so to see how you both have taken um you know a very traumatic event and turned it into you know trying to you know show god's glory trying to um, be available to other people that have walked in your shoes so that you can do that. So um, just thank you guys for being able to see that, you know, because there are some people, you know, we we knew of a couple, a couple people who well, once the spouse passed away, not long after the other spouse passed away of like a broken heart, like literally like a torn, yeah. ripped apart, you know, piece or whatever. Yeah. Um, so just, just the fact that you guys found, you know, the Lord strength to do that is just remarkable. So I just, you know, in closing, I wanted to see if you guys could just share with our listeners, you know, any advice that you feel would be helpful to someone, maybe someone, um, has just lost a spouse, you know, um, particularly that's, you know, where I want to talk about, cause you know, we, we experience death in a lot of different um, relationships, but particularly I wanted to just talk about maybe if somebody has, you know, spouses, you know, kind of on the last leg or, you know, what advice would you give to someone who um, is, is maybe getting ready to go through this or has just recently gotten the news? What, what kind of advice would you get? Actually, we, we can start with you. Okay. Um, I remember when, you know, when Curtis was kind of on the last, on his last months and I was in denial. And to me, it was like, to me, it wasn't denial. I was just trusting God. Right. Right. And so the doctors were saying, okay, he, he's, he's going. And I would say, no, he's going to be healed. Okay. Right. And so I would tell, this is what we were telling family members, you know, this is what the doctor said, but he's going to be healed. You know, this is what it is. I'm trusting in my God mm -hmm. that my husband will be healed. And I remember the, just the, um, the uncertainty, right, of, of, of family. And if I could say anything to anyone, I would just simply say, even if the person is 
from, for, for example, me, like wrong is two left shoes because this is what I'm believing. Just believe with me. Okay. okay? Just, just believe by faith. Now, if it doesn't happen, if God chooses a different, um, a different way, if he chooses, you know, to, to, to bring him home, on home to glory, as we say, then that's okay. But I need to know that you're with me in this faith fight, right. Okay. In this faith walk, right. To just, um, to just be with me, even if you disagree, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I would, I would encourage people to really just be um, there, just be there, yeah. just be there and believe whatever the person is believing, you know, as, as a spouse, if they're holding on, you know, then hold on with them, you know? And yeah. it, it, so that way it's not as devastating if, if I can say that. Right. Um, because when you feel like you're the only one that's holding on to faith and then everybody else has kind of turned the back, it, that, that, that's hard. That's a lot. Okay. That's a lot. That's you know, know, if that makes sense. That's, no, it makes sense. You know, so, and it's not like being denial with the person, but I'm speaking, hear me when I say this, I'm speaking specifically for people of faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, yeah, just okay. be there. Yeah. That's, that's a good perspective. What about you, Miss mm-hmm. Angie Gold? Well, I think I have a little, a slightly different perspective, and okay. that could be because I'm probably 20 years older <laughs> here. Um, and the reason being is that um, I, I don't ever want anybody to be caught off guard like I was caught off guard um, because I had no idea that he was dying. Okay. Um, and so um, I think that because I saw what was happening and like I said I, I just had no clue that he was dying I really thought too he was going to get better mm-hmm. you know that that they was going to put this in and he was going to get better but then when the better didn't happen and you know it was something again my intuitive my spirit man whatever it talks to me and it tells me things that I should do and I just recently had a young lady who were very close matter of fact I introduced her to her husband and he had cancer as well. Now, he went when it first happened. Um, you know, I was kind of sharing with her, hey, you know, you don't want to go to your regular doctor. You want to get a cancer specialist to kind of walk you through this walk. So I was kind of sharing with her different things that could help her in her journey. When it got to the point whereas I would check in, I said, Well, hey, how's it going? And then she would tell me different things that was being said to her, but I don't think she had comprehended. But you and knew, so, but you knew what that I meant. I knew, and mm-hmm. I did not want her to be blown out of the water like I was. So when she would tell me certain things, like, well, you know, they said that we need to do ABC. And I said, well, basically, you know, I had to walk a very delicate line because being in that same situation, um, you know, it can be tough. And I was kind of like preparing her maybe six to eight months, maybe even a year. Okay, you know, he's going to start doing this. He's going to start doing that because I didn't want her. I don't ever want anybody to felt like what I felt, which was totally blown out of the water, totally shocked, come out from left field. You know, what do you mean you can't do? What do you mean he's dying? What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? I I don't ever want ever want nobody to feel that way. So. When I saw that things were on a decline, you know, I was kind of ministering her, talking to her and say, okay, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to So when it did happen, and she's a woman of faith too, and when it did happen, although it hurts, right, and it hurts like hell, but she wasn't caught off guard, right. you know, they had hope 
well, you know, that this may, this may happen, that may happen. But in the deep down in my heart, I knew, I knew that the transition was, was coming, coming and mm-hmm. it was coming quick. It was coming so quick that I hadn't talked to her in a while, but something told me to pick up the phone and call her. And when I called her to the house, it had just happened. Wow. It had just happened. I hadn't talked to her like in, in maybe about a week or so. Um, and something just said, pick up the phone and call. So whereas you have that perspective, I have a different perspective because no one should ever find out that, right. you know, there's no hope. There's yeah. nothing that they can do. And that's what was told to me at the very last minute. You know, um, I think you need to prepare yourself. And I'm like, prepare myself for what? I'm still totally, I'm just thinking, right. you know, we are- we're trying to get him well. So I think it has a lot to do with, you know, the individual experience, um, you know, with with Mike, my stepfather. It was maybe a, less than a year, a year from the diagnosis, maybe a year from the diagnosis to when he passed. So it was a very and it was a very quick process. And I think it was only maybe a week from the time that they finally said there was nothing else they can do. Prepare yourself. There was nothing in between. And so I think, right. yeah, from that perspective, I definitely understand. But I'll be curious, you know, later, you know, as, as your friend is healing and kind of moving through her own process um, to talk with her, you know, a year, two years post time to say to find out, you know, did she find that helpful to kind of know what to expect, you know, anticipating things that you were kind of delicate, you know, sharing her because, you know, mm-hmm. nobody really wants that blunt truth. Right. Nobody, you know, so you do have to kind of walk that delicate line. But um, Mm -hmm. I think I think this conversation today was so needed and so rich. It's been enlightening on things that, you know, we can do better things, how we can be better um, supportive to those walking through this process. And I think one of the things that I wanted to leave our listeners with is something I pulled um, wasn't from Meg's Facebook, but it was from somebody (laughs) from somebody else's Facebook. Um, But it says some roads you need to take alone. No family, no friends, no partner. It'll be just you and God. And I think that's just really important to remember as, you know, we all process grief differently. Some people are very vocal. Some people are uh, more withdrawn. Some people journal. Some people post on social media. Some people, you know, just internally process it and talk about it with a few close friends. But there's no right or wrong, I think, is what I'm hearing from both Mm -hmm. of you ladies. There's no right or wrong. But be there, be available, um, and don't say no dumb stuff, pretty much. (laughs) This is what we're boiling down to. Um, So with that being said, you know, Miss Angie Gold, mother, and Aisha, we thank you guys so much for allowing us to be a part of your process, you know, coming to share with our listeners. So um, how how can they find you guys? Um, You know, I'm not trying to be no matchmaker. I'm just saying, how can people find you? They want to follow your story. They want to get a little widow to widow, you know, because if you're listening to this and, you know, we always try to bring laughter because laughter is definitely very healing for the soul. But if you want um, to find some alternative methods to handle this grief and deal with stress, you can definitely, Aisha, how can they locate where you are? Yes. So first and foremost, thank y'all so much for having me. This was wonderful. I haven't really talked about it, you know, um, from this perspective. And so this was actually really good for me. Thank you. Um, I can be found on um, Facebook and IG. Um, a dot P dot Alston. You're going to say that again for the people. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more again for the people. A dot P dot Alston. Um, and you can also um, can I share some of the things that I have going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Soon? Girl, put your plug in. Ain't, ain't no shame. Yes. Plug. Go on, girl. Plug. Yes. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I am an empowerment, wellness, and holistic life coach. Yes. And my business is Uniquely Beautiful You LLC, where we uh, turn our pain into power and our trials into triumph uh, to be our best selves by making positive lifestyle choices for the mind, body, and spirit. And so we have a few things coming up real soon. Um, I like to do something called Fit Fridays, and I love acronyms. So the FIT is for Fitness, Inspiration, and Transformation. And um, I'm doing one Friday a month. Um, and all of this is going to be on my social media handles. But one Friday a month from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Um, and we're doing dance and cardio fitness. And I'm also going to be giving wellness tips. So just one hour, one Friday a month. Y'all, y'all come on, join me now. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't have to be going through grief to go, right? I can just sign up because I need to lose... <laughs> I need to lose this COVID. I need to lose this COVID. Anybody can come. Okay. Anybody can come and join us. Look, the COVID, the COVID 10, the COVID 15 is real. Girl, it is. Um, This extra weight around this girth from sitting at home eating all this time. Okay. Listen, no, even as a fitness instructor, I've gained about a good eight to 10 pounds. So I'm telling y'all it's real. All right. Um, The the Netflix and chill with my, with my babies. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Absolutely. uh, Love it. Love it. Thank you so um, much. Yes, and you can also find me at uh, ubuandloveit.com. That's ubuandloveit.com. So thank you all so awesome. much. Awesome. You guys, make sure you check her out. And Miss Angie awesome. Go, where can we find your um, services, virtual counseling, you know, with a licensed professional counselor um, and some travel stuff? Where can we find all of your stuff? Aha, okay. So um, on social media, you can follow me. Uh, uh, Angie Gold Unbreakable, um, which I kind of wrote a book about a lot of things. So um, covers many different topics, so you can check it out there. Uh, My 501c3 organization is called Widow, uh, the number two, and then Widow of the Southern States. And the website is Widow, the number two, Widows, Widow, S-S, excuse me, dot org. Um, Now, some of the things that we do, what our initiatives is, uh, a lot of folks here, you know, don't want to travel alone. So we put together a lot of um, trips, get togethers and so on where COVID came and, you know, um, some people didn't want to go because of COVID. Um, I'm still traveling. I'll get a COVID test every year. I'm putting it together a Jamaica 2021 from April 22nd to the 27th. You can find that on the social media account and, you know, come check us out. Look at our um, website and see how much fun we're having. Because as you know, laughter is the best medicine. Amen. It sure is. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for sharing, um, you know, all of your business um, ventures. We'll definitely want to support and follow. Um, You guys have been such a blessing. I'm so, so honored and so glad you ladies decided to um, participate. And I look forward to having more of these real conversations with these real women here on She Works. So until next time, peace, guys. Oh, but before we go, I'm sorry, (laughs) before we go, um, I wanted to make sure um, we definitely give a shout out to our uh, podcast website. You can find all of the episodes on divemedia.co if you want to catch up on um, She Works or any of the other um, podcasts that we have going on. If you want to support this podcast, particularly if your name was shouted out on this episode and you want to be a blessing and you wanted to support us on Patreon, um, please feel free to do that. So guys, until next time, we're saying peace.